Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Taiwo Dukoya, the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shape on your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. This morning, I will not, I will just, I just want to bring something to your attention quickly. From the word of God. Yeah. Let's go back to Hebrews chapter 13, verse 20, 21. Now may the God of peace who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant. Hallelujah. Yeah. Make you complete in every good work to do his will, working in you what is well pleasing in his sight through Jesus. Whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Let me pick my amplified version. Praise the Lord. I say praise the Lord. Amen and amen and amen and amen and amen and amen and amen. Amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah. Now may the God of peace, who is the author and the giver of peace. I like this. Who brought again from among the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood that sealed, ratified the everlasting agreement, the covenant, testament, yes. Strengthen, that is complete, perfect, and make you what you ought to be. Now, what determines what you ought to be? What's the standard? What you ought to be? Who, de- who determines that? Who decides that? I can't hear you. Come on, talk to me. Now, who is making you fit and perfect to be all that you ought to be? And that's where the covenant comes in. Uh-huh. I'll make you what you ought to be and equip you with everything good that you may carry out his will. Equip you with everything good that you may carry out his will. Equip you with everything good that you may carry out his will while he himself walks in you. Oh. <laughs> and accomplish that, accomplishes that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus the Messiah, to whom be glory forever and ever. What I've been saying since the day I have discovered this is a lot of times we struggle where we shouldn't struggle. And we think it's by our many struggles that we'll make it. But unfortunately, that's not it. God will not, because of your ignorance or my ignorance, change his word. Rather, he will get us to a place where we understand it. When he started by talking, when he started talking to Abraham that, look, come to a land that I will show you and I will make you. I'm sure it didn't mean too much to him. Or rather, I had too many questions. He had more questions than answers. How? How will you do that? Make me a father of nations. Bless me, what you didn't do for, for, in 75 years. Make me father of nations, bless me and make me a blessing. Make my name great. 
cause people to begin to bless me and as they do you bless them in return so people are motivated to bless me and people are motivated to stand clear if they don't have anything good for me because before they shoot an arrow seven will hit them I will bless them that bless you and I will curse him that curses you so really all of a sudden all these promises began to reel out so you begin to wonder ah, where has this God been all my life no, well, you ask him that when you get there but at this moment this is what he's saying now that you have discovered him and he's talking to you and you can understand him this is what he's saying so I've come to tell somebody here that you are the blessed of the Lord oh yeah I've come to tell somebody here say it's a lie you will not die you will live and declare the glory of God in the name of Jesus I've come to tell somebody here that you are the redeemed of God glory be to God in the highest Jesus Christ himself is your righteousness I've come to tell somebody here today that you have been struggling you know but henceforth in Jesus name look it will be the easiest thing to satisfy you some live all their life they never find fulfillment you will find fulfillment by the day in the name of Jesus I'm sure you know that money does not fulfill sex does not fulfill uh-huh. booze does not fulfill fame does not fulfill but when God fulfills you you are fulfilled <laughs> and many people make the mistake they use all their lives for one of these things I mean all their lives I mean every bit of their lives and then they end it you regret no it's not your portion you are the heritage of the Lord I say in the name of Jesus you are the heritage of the Lord hey you know for some a hundred thousand a month is all you need you will live like you are in heaven you say pastor that's, too, that's an exaggeration what if somebody decides to pay your rent for the next ten years and yet you are earning your hundred thousand except say my God cannot do it then I tell them we are not serving the same God because my God is a God of wonders he's a God of surprises he can twist anything anytime he's the creator God there's no one like him he's the almighty he's not intimidated by anybody he's not scared by any face our God is the awesome God <laughs> the God you serve is the one that has been that is that will forever be oh yes Every other thing comes and goes. Seasons, men, situations. God never changes. Really? You mean it's so? Of course, I've seen it so. Several times. I've heard the testimony of somebody that was in crisis and was trying to sell his land. Just to get by. He struggled with it. That was the last thing he heard. He struggled with it. He struggled with it because that was the only collateral. Probably keeping it, he could still use it to raise some money to do something. He struggled. He struggled. But in the place of intercession, he was told to sell it off. And he struggled. And he struggled. The one that was driving through heard the voice of God. He said, Stop. Don't you hear me? I said, You sell. The moment he agreed, his phone rang. And somebody was offering him something. Then he went for a discussion. Guess what the person said? He said, let me tell you what we've discovered. There's oil on your land. So can we talk? 
So he invariably he sold, but it wasn't outright. It was, a, it was an agreement. The rest of his life. And it wasn't in Nigeria where the government takes everything. No, 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 no. The government deals with you on an individual basis for your property. I'm saying to someone here that the time has come for you to allow the covenant God to do what he's here to do. <laughs> Glory be to God in the highest. So my emphasis today is just two things. Say that last place. He said, to strengthen you, that is, complete you, make you perfect, make you fit, mm-hmm, and make you what you ought to be. So relax now. Except you are not sincere with God. If you are truly sincere with God, relax. After that, that was what he told Abraham. He said, Abraham, that, the last chapter before the baby now came, he said, Abraham, hey, I am the Almighty. Walk before me and be perfect. Simply put, walk before me and be sincere. Don't play tricks to me. Uh, he will walk in you and accomplish and accomplish that which is pleasing in his sight. And all through Jesus, through the blood of the everlasting covenant. Praise the Lord. I say, Praise the Lord. I say, praise the Lord. Amen. So let me quickly drive that make for the wide, and I bring the second part of it, and then I'll just I'll stop there. But that's God's pattern, I realize. He makes you. But along the line, we get to the place where we forget that He is the maker. Having been made, we think we are the end in ourselves, usually. Though a lot of times we don't say it, but we act it out. We behave like, no, we are all, all. You know. <laughs> How does that manifest? Pride? Yes, that's common. But the other one is more subtle. What's it? Doubt. It's the same thing. They're coming from the same root of I'm the end myself. The prideful man. And a very doubtful woman. They are, they are suffering the same fate. You are making this God less than he is. But you know you won't take that. Praise the Lord. Amen and 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 amen. Tell the people, say, I'm a covenant child of God. I'm a covenant child of God. Bought with the blood of Jesus. I have an inheritance. A goodly inheritance. In the name of Jesus. So that's his pattern. He makes. He makes. Let us make man. Now man is made. You think he's self-made. Let us make man. Remember when he met the, I mean, well, calling disciples, particularly in Mark 1, I think, in, uh, yes, Mark 1, I think 17, is clearly stated there. So you follow me and I will make you. He makes. He makes. Glory be to God in the highest. 
I say he makes. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. He makes. He makes. But let me take you a little back. In Ezekiel chapter 36, 24, 27, quickly, Ezekiel, I just want them to see. That was long before the new covenant started. The prophets of old were prophesying what was coming. Ezekiel 36. Ezekiel 36. 24. For I will take you from among the nations, gather you out of all countries, and bring you into your land. Come on, go ahead. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean. Who will do that? Can you clean yourself? It's still the same thing today. It's by the blood of Jesus. Let no man boast. That's what he said he would do, which he did. And it shall be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. Yeah? I will give you, come on, help me read it. I will what? Give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stones out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. Who is doing this? Who will do this? He makes. Let me give one more scripture there before I go. Maybe that is good enough. Two things we see from here. He's making. Hello. I'll come to the second one later. The men of old that had this understanding were able to live through life glorifying God. They had their struggle though, but they still lived through life glorifying God. You see, what is it? Look at Psalm, um, look at Psalm um, David in Psalm 23. Hello. Shall we read together? The Lord. First of all, uh, was there anything personal about that Psalm? So, Thinking, thinking about, thinking of it, he didn't write it for you to read. He wrote it from his own point of meditation. The Lord, you are my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And he will say that from his own perspective. Why? He was a shepherd all his life. If he was not shepherding animals, he was shepherding men. All his life. So he knew what it means to say the Lord is my shepherd. Because that's, I mean, it will be much more than what he did for the animal. And what did he do? Even when some bear will come in or some leopard or some lions or whatever will come in and snatch a kid. I mean, snatch a kid. Come on, hear me. Snatch a kid. He will go, the shepherd that he was, he will go after them and then smite the lion by the jaw. He tear the jaw. Get in between the jaw. Pull out the kid and kill the lion. My shepherd will kill in my defense. He knew what he was saying. When he said, the Lord is my, I shall not want. He knew what he was saying. He will make sure that he found pastures and we will lead them to pasture. Shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me. To lie down in green pastures. He leads me. He restores. He leads me. In the path of righteousness. Why? For his name's sake. Hey. <laughs> For his name's sake. 
fulfill the whole of the devil's community can be praying for your downfall. There is a stake. There is something at stake. The glory of God is at stake. So you know what he was doing? What I'm saying is that this is the pattern of God. He makes. And what David did, right? He came to terms with that early in life. And that's why if you're looking for somebody that stood for the covenant in the Old Testament, look for David, even as a boy. Even as a boy. Where men could not stand. He stood on the ground of the covenant he had with God. When Goliath was out to destroy the whole nation and the king was fleeing, he said, this is an infidel. In circumcised Philistines, can I declare today everything threatening your life is uncircumcised in the name of Jesus? Like Goliath, they will fall. Your amen is weak. I say anything threatening your life from today will come will be terminated in the name of Jesus. Like Pharaoh, thinking he got them trapped, he'll be buried behind you. You'll be progressing where he's been buried. In uh, I say in the name of Jesus. I'm looking for somebody who knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> in the name of Jesus. They thought they got you at the corner. They thought it's the end of you. But wait a minute. That wall, that mountain will make way for you. They'll be buried behind you. Someone say I'm becoming a child of God. I am a covenant child of God. I'm a covenant child of God. I'm a covenant child of God. I'm a covenant child of God. And see, I'm not struggling to live the covenant life. He makes me. He's part of the deal. He's part of the deal. <laughs> see, the ministry of the devil can be summarized. Stealing, killing, destruction. So if you cannot really, if you cannot really name the attack, just say I come against every stealing, every killing, every destruction fashioned against me. I come against you in the name of Jesus. Woo-hoo. I reverse in the name of Jesus because the cost costless shall not come. So that's his pattern. That's what he does. Make you what you ought to be and equip you with every good thing that you may carry out his will while he himself walks in you. You see, look at the way he explained the covenant or what he would do in Ezekiel chapter 36. He said, I will deal with your inside. And he was talking there, I think in Ezekiel, Jeremiah, he said, I'm going to enter a covenant with them not like I did with their fathers. The covenant which they broke. This time around, I will cleanse them. And I will deal with their inside. I will put my spirit inside of them. Old Testament. So how will he do it? He said he will be working in you to accomplish. So the working will be from inside of you. Is somebody hearing me? 
And that's why when it comes to covenant, it's got to do with life. So if I get into a covenant with someone in the sense that we are talking here, my life is involved. The person's life is involved. As a matter of fact, we are saying that our lives are one. Yeah. You think this is for fun? That God says, be careful with when you get no, when you get married, be careful. When you get married, stay with your husband, stay with your wife. You think it's for fun? Because there's a covenant there. There is a life that is joined to yours, which is inseparable. Except by the lay down reasons here. Yeah. See, don't you know that this is a mystery? What we have in Christ Jesus is referred to as a mystery in the Bible. What happens to husband and wife is referred to as a mystery. Because the two of them shall become one flesh. When they come together, they become one spirit. And one spirit with Christ. I was explaining it on Thursday. I said, let me explain it well for the purpose of teaching. Suppose in choosing a wife, I said to choose a Shogu worshiper. Or an Ogun worshiper. Maybe she'll go when I know a bit of her. For a wife. And I'm a dear, dear child of God like this. Believing in the blood of Jesus and the, you know, the sacrifice. As far as God is concerned, it will not work. Straight away. You know why? That's unequal. Because when I say, let us pray. And he say, in the name of Jesus, she will do her own. I mean, if you disturb her too much, she goes into the toilet and she's going to for fire to come out. You are not married. You are in a war. You are in a war. Until somebody gets converted and it will be a hard thing, you are in a war. It's not for fun that God says it's not be equally yoke. You can pretend to manage the relationship. Let me tell you quickly. I'm, I'm not wishing you bad. God sees my heart. It will not work except somebody. It's either you become a trouble or she becomes a Christian. In the true sense of it, not superficial Christianity. There are some Christians who are Christians on Sundays and in church. But every other day of the week, they're in Babalao's house. Oh, yeah. And they are, they'll make the loudest ones in the churches. In fact, they'll shout so much, they'll jump so much, you think, ha, heaven will fall. But let anything just, hey, they are going to Babalawo. Yeah? We've cancelled some. Or they'll pretend that they are going to a prophet and they know the prophet is a Babalawo. A BS prophet, but a, you know he's a Babalawo. And they are giving you means. And it's not the word of God, it's Babalawo. They are giving you portions. Babalawo. Although they say they are prophet too. What kinds of things? I was watching. <laughs> it's very funny. Some guy was criticizing the kind of Christianity of today. And I was like, if we just leave Christians alone. And he said, I bring you some clips. And I was watching. And somebody will say, deliverance. He wants to pray for somebody. Put his head like this. Then he will pour soap on his head or powder. 
and the smoke will pour over her clothes. They will pour bucket of water on him. He will pour her deliverance. Babala Wuburuku. And people sat all over the place and say, Hey, man, All kinds of things happen. All kinds of deliverances that we go for. People go for. And that deliverance, the only way the deliverance will happen is for them to break bottle and use bottle to scrape your head. Babalawo. Number one. When they scrape your head, won't they get blood? Babalawo buruku. And the pastor that will deliver you until he sleeps with you, you are not delivered. Babalawo. Covenant in Don't you know that your semen, whether you are pouring it or your blood, is Babalawo. He's trying to reach your life. Can I, can I say this? I don't know. It just came to me. Let me warn the young girls. Please set you down and trust God. Enough of the running after rich men. We have all kinds of joints there in GRA. It will pack more than, more than churches pack on Sundays. Saturday morning, Sunday morning, drive out. You see mad girls. They are all dressed up with all their eyes painted and they've gone mad. No, I'm not joking. They've gone really mad. I'm not joking. No, it's not because they are dressed up. No. I like people to, I like great ladies to look fine. They are still with all the mascaras, with all the eyelashes, with all the bangles. They are still twisting around. But they've gone mad. They've lost their minds. They slept to them overnight and they took their minds. They took their life from them. You see them wandering in the streets. In two, three days, they are smelly and dirty and sitting lying down everywhere. And yet, they keep on going there because they are looking for money. They are looking for sustenance. Occultic men go to sleep with them and destroy their lives. Babalao. And yet, they think they are enjoying life. I'm not joking. Covenant involves your life. This is life in you. He says, I will put in you. I will walk in you. That's why you want to really understand what we are talking about. Read Ephesians. You find scripture that in him, in him, in him. That, those are covenant terminologies. I just want to do this. I want to read something quickly for you. Because until covenant, there's nothing. You, you're not in him, he's not in you. It's covenant that brings you together, as it were. And Christianity, believing, begins with in him and ends in him. Period. Every other thing, forget it. <laughs> Hear this. If you get into the Bible, for example, in Ephesians, can somebody open it quickly? You begin to see in him, in whom, um, by whom, the whole of Ephesians, the whole of Colossians, you find in Galatians, you find it even in Romans. But majorly in the Ephesians, Colossians area. You find, in fact, it is believed that that same letter was listed, I was listening to many churches and they were reading. But as they continue to read and more revision comes, you began to add more. It is believed that the same letter, you see the same, they are similar. The content of Colossians and Ephesians are similar. He was going to explain to people that, look, this is who you are, this is who you are. You are who you are because of what you have and who he has made you. And Ephesians make it clear to us that we are invited into a heavenly warfare. But before you get into the war, you are taught how 
Hello? How to walk. And before you begin to walk, you are taught where you stand. And that's why Ephesians will open with, you are blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Yeah? According as he has chosen you in him. Before the foundations of the world. Verse 7 particularly says, Ephesians 1, 7. In him we have our redemption. It is in him we have our redemption. It is in him we have our righteousness. It is in him we have our healing. It is in him we have everything pertaining to me now, tomorrow, and forever is defined in him. That's covenant. And that's what Paul understood too when he said, it is in him I live, I move, and I have my being. Is somebody hearing me? Praise the Lord. So how does he make us by his spirit being in us? In John chapter 14, he says, hey, I say, I will come to you. But at that time, I will not just come to you. I will be in you. So he has been saying it from the beginning. Let me give you another one quickly before I begin to close this area. John chapter 15. Quickly put 15. John 15 from verse 1. Quickly, watch this. Now, Jesus was not dead, but he was telling us what, how it will be. And the true vine, my father is the vine dresser. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that he bears more fruit. Hello? So, as far as the father is concerned, what brings him glory? Let me say again. What brings him glory? You bear fruit. You will bear fruit. If you are a child of God, you will bear fruit. Every branch in me that does not bear, he takes away. And you know, we've explained taking away before. Some that don't understand, we say, I mean, he cuts away. No, no, he didn't cut away. By the time you go down to verse 5 or so, you find that they are cast away. But this, no, take away here is, it takes it, it lifts, thank you. The version says it lifts up. And what does that mean? It's got to do with the vineyard, where you see uh, all the grapes are produced, and they're so heavy, they pull down the branches, and they fall to the ground. I mean, the branches come to touch the ground. And when that happens, every fruit is destroyed, mildew, ants, sand, you know. And so, to maximize your, your, your yield, you come in as a vine dresser, you pick up all those ones who are touching the ground, and you clean them. That's why the next verse says, come on, the next verse, let them see, let me see, let me see. You're already clean. You're already clean by the word I speak. So what does he do? He picks it up and he cleans it, and he straps it to the body for more fruit from today. In the name of Jesus, as a covenant child of God, you will bear fruits. Your life will yield the desired fruits. In the name of Jesus. Be, see, 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 you see how the promise corroborates what we are saying? You bring forth your fruit in your season. It's not in anybody's power to determine when you bring forth your fruit. You are a covenant child of God. Come on, tell, say I'm a covenant child of God. Tell your neighbor. If somebody is so straight, they don't want to say it, they are not straight. That means that they are intimidated or something is disturbing them. I am a covenant child of God. I am a covenant child of God. I am a covenant child of God. He said, You already came by the word that I've spoken to you. Verse 3, verse 4, rather. Abide in me. Come on, come on, church. Now, you see, all these things didn't make meaning. But now that we're looking at covenant, they make meaning. Abide in me. That's it. Abide in me. And I in you. 
and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. It's not just searching for words. This is what, it, it meant what he said. This covenant. You're struggling to make it in life. You're struggling with all kinds of trouble. You're struggling. Don't you know that? Yield yourself to be made. Understand that it is his life in you. And your life is not just you anymore. You are living in him. Come on. If you, if, 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 if you are not conscious of that, you struggle for nothing. I'm, I'm the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him. Can you see he's repeating himself again? What does he do? Bears much fruit. From today, I say you bear much fruit. In the name of fruits, in the name of Jesus. As it is designed for your destiny and your life, you bear fruits. I say you bear fruits. You bear fruits. In the name of Jesus. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do. Alright, give me the next verse. If anyone does not abide in me, now watch this. He is what? Cast out as a branch and is what? Withered. That's cutting away. And they gather them and throw them into what? Fire. And they are what? Born. So there is a cutting away. But they are for those who don't abide in him. Covenant makes us abide in him and he in us. Okay, seven. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, come on, excuse me. Talk to me. <laughs> because, look, you are talking to your covenant partner, your father. He knows what you need. Before you ask, he, ah. So people begin to look at you. With some marvels. What kind of man is this? When he talks, he happens. He knows his covenant right. If you don't understand this, you cannot claim a right. When you understand that you come to say, I bind you in the name of Jesus, that's claiming your right. For those who don't understand, the devil will laugh at them. If you abide in me, my words abide in you. It's always him in me and I in him. You will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Hello, are you here with me? By this is what? By this is what? What glorifies your father? So what makes you think that God does not want you to prosper? Does not want you to get fulfilled in life? Does not want, does not, no, it's a lie. Everything is about his glory. That's, you see, if you look at the book of Ephesians, it says it's to the glory of his holy name. To the glory of his praise. It's about his glory. What then satisfies his glory? Your bearing fruits. You are one together with him. And that's what Paul used the whole of his life to, to, to teach. Some say, what is this fruit, pastor? Uh, moral fruits. Ethical fruits. Exploits. In every area of your calling. I'm not joking. If you're a Christian, Christian virtues. And if you're a Christian engineer, impossible, unimaginable ideas. Creativity and innovation. Coupled with the fact that you are an epitome of his presence. When they see you, they say, there's something about this man. 
They don't, integrity is not something to question, to be questioned about you. The fear of God rules your life. So what about this fruit? It's everything that is God. The same fruit that would make them say, this is a holy man. The same fruit that say, this man, is, I don't know how he's doing it, it's the grace of God. The same fruit that would make them say, man, I've never seen this kind of wisdom in my life. They all defy God. <laughs> what we do is that some of you begin to preach, make it in life, make it in life to the detriment of your moral excellence. It's a lie. It's warped. If it's God, you see his nature and his character. And some will say that, no, just be, just be, just be like this. <laughs> because you are trying to show people that I am like God, I'm holy. And then, of course, in the school, you are the, you are the last. No, you don't do anything just like this. You think that by sleeping and waking up 24-7 without leaving your bed, you are calling on God. You have, no, no, no. You hear his instruction. We tell you, get up, go and plow. So that I can manifest in your work. By this is my father glorified that you bear much fruit. <laughs> so you will be my disciples. Uh-huh. Glory be to God in the highest. You know, I was meditating on this thing. And I, the story of the progress came to my mind. And I was wondering, I said, what is this? And I just got it right there. He said, what is it? Here. Jesus told this story. Two sons. The father had everything. And the younger one, just before his time, before the time that he would actually be getting it, he came and said, give me my portion. Ah. And father was, what, what do you mean? I will write a will. I will give you a portion. You see it. No, 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 I want it now. Oh, yeah? Wrong company. Wrong advice. But you know the story? He got everything. And guess what? He messed up. So if you pursue something to the detriment of your relationship with God, you're going to mess it up. But this way I'm going. He suffered. And at that time, no point. You forget that it's God that causes men to give. He shot even those help. No man gave him anything. He would that he would fill his stomach with the husks, the food of the of the pigs. He went to join himself to a pig farm and became, come on. He started smelling and thinking like a pig. A son. Can I ask you a question? Does that change the fact that he was a son? No, he was still a son. But a son that made his own choices. Because God will not overrule your choices. Interesting, isn't it? He's making you, but he will not overrule your choices. He will make you know that there are choices. This is the better one. But this is where I'm going. Hallelujah. This is where I'm going. The Bible says the turnaround came when the prodigal son came to himself. Come on, is somebody hearing me? How and what happened when he came to himself? He said, In my father's house, slaves eat. And the poor were remnants. Here am I. Could not even get anything to eat. And here am I wallowing among pigs. 
he came to himself. What was that? He came to the fact, I mean, to, he, came, he reminded himself, he came to a place where he reminded, or he began to remember that I am a son. I have a father. There's a relationship between me and my father. I will arise. I will go back to my father. And I will say, I have sinned against you and against heaven. And I will, but you know what? Before he could do that, there was an open heart waiting. Covenant! People wonder why. After what David did, slept under man's wife, killed the husband. And yet, you know what happened? He, you turn. I'd rather be a David than to be a man who's always going back and doing the same thing all the time, all the, the rest of my life. God forbid. I'd rather be a David that when I make a mistake, I turn around once in the name of Jesus. By the time he was turning his hand, what we are seeing, when David was turning, God was like this. He was busy, cast, cast me not away from your presence, oh Lord. Ha. And take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore all to me. God, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Guess what? Apart from Abraham, as a matter of fact, the kind of covenant that God entered with David, oh my goodness, I don't know. He was so fulfilled in life that God told him, I will translate it with you into heaven. He did. Only David. Someone said, Covenant! No, you're too quiet for me. I've said all this now to ask you a question. You think you'll make it in life by doing or by being made? When God makes you, you will do His will. And as a Christian, He has made you and is daily making you. So what should be my emphasis? What I'm going to do to please God? Or how I'm going to get more into letting him make me what I ought to be? That's why we say to God, some people, say when a man is truly born again, his money is born again. Uh. When a man is truly born again, you can leave your daughters and your wife with him. When a man is truly born again, you can leave your business with him and go abroad. <coughs> but he said that when you do that, before you come, if you stay more than three months, your business will be gone. And someone will say that you have not been duped until a pastor dupes you. Because now everybody bears pastor. This is where I'm going. For too long, we've always thought that it is what we do. And so we are the end in ourselves. We forget that we were made. Let us make. We are made in the first place. We forget that even in our, in our, in our rejuvenation or rather in our restoration, we, we, we were made again. If any man be in Christ. So why did you just flow with the river? You can never impress God with what you do by yourself. That was the, that was the problem of Cain. But somehow that's what we've been teaching indirectly. But don't get me wrong, I'm not saying be lazy. 
if you flow with God, I said, unusual. I said, ah, ah. power of witty inventions, creative ideas. I asked the question again and again, which school did Bazalit go to? Which school did Aholiab go to? Which what school did David go to? Whew. And which Bible school did Paul go to? So when you yield yourself to the covenant, it will make you what you ought to be. If I say talking that what we see today in church are needy Christians instead of source Christians, I will bless you and make you a blessing. But in our churches today, is give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, help me, give me, give me, give me, give me. But get to know who you are. I will go to my father. There's an open hand waiting for you. There's a golden waiting for you. There's a son that's waiting for you. There's a new rope waiting for you. There's a, there's a party waiting for you. Let me ask you a question. How much would he have done from there to get back to where he was? How much work would he have done? He tried it. He saw that he was sinking the more. Say, without me, you can do. Tell your neighbor, said, that's it. God has made you. He has blessed you. He has chosen you. He has crowned you. He has healed you. So stay blessed. Stay connected. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are the redeemed of the Lord. You are blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. You are head, you are not here. You are above only and never beneath. In the name of Jesus. It is not humility, it is ignorance to say, I am nothing. I'm, no, it's ignorance. You are something. But I'll show you this scripture to close. Second Corinthians chapter 4. For it is God who commanded light to shine out of darkness who has shone in our hearts. Where, where is it shining from? Our hearts. To give the light of knowledge of, of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Come on, verse 7. But we have this treasure where? Does that corroborate what we have been saying? That's covenant. Why? That what? That the excellencies, the effectiveness, the super and above all of that power may be of God and not of us. Yes, yes. We are what? Now look at this. We are heart rate. Can you give me, give me, give me, give me, give me the amplified from verse 8. I want you to see this. Because today is the day of deliverance. We are hedged in, pressed on every side, troubled and oppressed in every way, but not crammed or crushed. You cannot. Why? We have this treasure in an earthen vessel. <laughs> um, we suffer embarrassments and are perplexed and unable to find a way out, but not driven to despair. Never. Never, never. I have this treasure in an earthen vessel. I'm a covenant child of God. Next one. We are, we are pursued. Which is happening? They pursue you. They even try to bite you on your leg. They're like cat. <laughs> cat. Die in the name of Jesus. What a rubbish cat. Bury it behind me in Jesus' name. I don't know what I'm talking about. I saw it. I saw it. I said behind me. Bury it in the name of Jesus. Where they cannot catch you, they try to bite the back of your leg. They pursue. But not deserted. We are not deserted. You can pursue, but we are not alone. Where Pharaoh tried it, he was buried behind them. We are struck down to the ground, but never struck to be destroyed. You know why? This treasure is in an earthen vessel. Let the Lord make you and continue to be made. Shall we rise?
We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Tai Udukoya, please contact us at the Fountain of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries, off Town Planning Way, Ilukoju, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you. God bless you.